0: for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore.
3: Today's game is brought
1: to you by Equifax, proud partner of your Atlanta United. The Home Depot, with more ways to help
0: take on your home projects, delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.
1: AT&T, the official wireless partner of Atlanta United. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. And Piedmont, an official healthcare provider of Atlanta United.
3: The home for MLS
0: in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore.
1: All right, well, let's start the full-time report from this beautiful Mercedes-Maybach Terrace suite at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. What an incredible place to view the match this afternoon, a really unique perspective. And to Samantha and Shamika and Zane and the entire staff here in the suite, thank you so much to the chefs here. The sliders have been par excellence. Matt Moore coming over to the touch line. Matt, (laughs) I saved you a slider if you would like. He says he's good. (laughs) Uh, Let's start with a couple, I think, unarguable facts.
4: Oh, you got to be careful with those. People will try to find something to argue about. I
1: really feel good about this. Okay. Fact. Atlanta United outplayed Philadelphia Union today.
4: Yes, that is a
1: fact, and I will try to quantify well, it. I've got more facts than that. Okay. Fact, Atlanta United is playing its best soccer of the season right now. Yes. Fact, 2022 has been a little bit unusual in that Atlanta United can play its best soccer and dominate an opponent and still not win.
4: Yeah, well, actually, no, that happens. That's just part of the game, and it's just something that will drive you crazy. Um when you play this way. Look, there's two ways of playing. We talk about it all the time. You make a decision at the beginning. Do you want the ball or do you not want the ball? Atlanta's always going to be a team that wants the ball. The thing that will drive you crazy when you go down that road is a game like this where you dominate it, you have the ball, you have the chances, you have the shots, and you can't get in the back of the net. If you go the other route and say, we don't want the ball, and that's your game model, and that's Philadelphia, they're happy with today. But what drives them crazy is when that last-minute goal finds the back of the net, and that didn't happen here. Atlanta United did everything they wanted to do. They controlled the play. They played. They, they were aggressive in their substitutions. They went for it. They did everything right except beat Andre Blake.
1: And as a result, it's a scoreless draw. Is it going to be enough to get Atlanta United in a position where on decision day they could make the playoffs? I think they'll be on decision day – with a
4: chance. 100%. Will it be- if, if you're thinking about getting tickets for that match with NYC, yes. you need to get them now because I think Atlanta's going to have an opportunity to play their way in on decision day.
1: Now, will it be, and, and that's the question, will it be a slim chance? Will it be a moderate chance? Will it be a really good chance? Depends on, on what they do in New England. That's right. And it's also going to depend now on getting some help. And you're going to have to look at these four teams Orlando, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Miami. And now, if you're an Atlanta United fan, you've got to look at those four teams. Two of them cannot get to 46 points. That's what it's going to come down to. Of those four, two of them cannot get to 46 points. Orlando's got 42, four matches left, so a chance to earn 12. Cincinnati's got 42, chance to earn 12. Columbus has 41, chance to earn 12. Miami has 39, chance to earn 12. Some of them play one another. That's right. that,
4: That opportunity kind of changes a little bit with them, which is a good thing. Look, decision day is going to be incredibly, incredibly stressful if Atlanta goes to Foxborough and beats New England, who has not been a great team at home this season. New England is in a little bit of a bad spot coming into this weekend. They play Montreal this weekend. Now, they do host Montreal, but Montreal has really dominated the Revs as of late. That game gets really interesting if Montreal wins it. If Montreal beats New England, the game where we go to Foxborough gets really interesting because does New England still feel like they have an opportunity to get in? Because they'll be behind Atlanta.
1: And to your point about these teams playing each other, Orlando has to play Miami and Columbus. Yep. And I'm going through the rest of it right now. So it's... It's going to be a lot more clear, I think, when we're done in Foxborough. That'll be two weeks from today. That's also an afternoon game. That's a match I think Atlanta United can win, quite frankly. And if you look at New England's form over the last month or two, it's been really, really tough for them. But it is a scoreless draw today, Atlanta United and Philadelphia. Do you want? We're getting our picture taken here this the week. Do, do you want us to look at the camera or look natural? I'm Dr. Oh, you're Dr. Shaglov. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. I love minute. you, man. I love you, man. I love you, Dr. Shaglov. Now we are on the air, so be careful what you say here. Yeah, J- J- Jason. Dr. Shaglove loves us. I don't know how you got down here. I'm going to be totally honest. Is this cool with you guys, the security people? They're shrugging. Dr. Shaglove's good people, I promise. Uh, so it's good to see. You. We've got to continue on the air, Dr. Shaglove. So uh, best nil yeah, nil. Yes, I, agree. I will agree with that. I agree. That. Thank, Thank you. Thank. you. Okay, yes, Philadelphia, yes. We, we have opinions on Philadelphia, too. I have that, opinions on Philadelphia. Dr. Shaglove, we love you, man. Thank you for coming down. It's so good to see you. It's been so fun. Yes, our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's debatable, but thank you very much. Okay, this is what happens when you do a game in the crowd sometimes. You, you have people, and, and it's good to see Dr. Shaglove here. And uh, we certainly appreciate you coming down. One more picture, and then we've really got to go back to work. Okay, thank you very much. All right, where were we? Uh, man of the we match? We don't like Philadelphia. We don't That's like one Philadelphia. Thing. How yeah. about the man of the match? <laughs> you, know, you know what? Um, yeah, Very, yes, I'm, I'm with you, Dr. Shaglin. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. That, yeah, anything can happen. No, it's all good. Anything I love can it. can happen in the Maybach Mercedes suite. Uh, how about man of the match? Brought to you by Heineken. And look, I, I think Amar Sadich has been one of the sneaky, underrated players during this Atlanta United run. We talk about how they're playing their best soccer of the year. Right now, they have... Seven points out of their last three matches. I know a lot of attention will go to Parata and the job that he has done just justifiably. But I think Amar Sadich has been a real key to this run as well.
4: Lennon created four chances as well today. Sadich created two, though, and he had the best opportunity of the game. Putting it off the post, it looks like that's finding the back of the net. Looks like it's going to get through everybody. And it comes off the inside of the post and back out. I think more than anything about having this kind of vantage point, you're able to see those central midfielders and everything they do, not just what they do on the ball, not just when they make a tackle. Sadich reads the game so well, and so many times he doesn't have to sprint back 10 yards to make a play. He doesn't have to make a late run into space to get into the right spot. He's already there because he reads the game so, so well. He's a step ahead of everything. Amar Sadich gets overlooked on this team quite often, but he's really paired up nicely with Santiago Sosa. They complement each other very well. He does the work defensively and he gets forward, creating two chances and putting a shot off the post. Amar Sadich was brilliant today.
1: He is our man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official healthcare partner of Atlanta United. And uh, As I've documented, this is Sometimes the cruelty of soccer, but it does indeed happen, and it happened again to Atlanta United today. Outshooting Philadelphia, 16-5. Shots of the second half were 12-1 Philadelphia. Shots on target in the match, 6-0 Atlanta. Possession, 60-40 Atlanta. Key passes, 13-4 Atlanta. Expected goals, 1.3 to 0.16 Atlanta. Uh, The duels won, uh, and this is what Philadelphia does, 53-47 Philly. But the passing accuracy, uh, an almost comical 86% for Atlanta to 73% for Philadelphia. That's actually a little bit ahead of what Philadelphia typically does.
4: Yeah, I mean, the Philly played their game. Now they gave up more chances than they like. That's the part that Jim Curtin won't be happy about. But they played their game. A lot of times they're not trying to connect a the pass. They're just bombing it long and seeing what happens, they're looking for the second ball, and then immediately counter-press and trying to, to cause a turnover in a dangerous spot. That's what Philly does. Atlanta did what they do. They played through the pressure. They created opportunities. They got the ball into wide areas. I thought the wide areas would be the the determining factor today. I think Atlanta controlled those, and that's where a lot of their opportunities came from. Brooks Lennon was great getting wide. Edwin Mosquera coming off the bench just on the dribble, electric, all day long. But it's not quite enough. And, and, and look, these games happen. They happen to any team that chooses to play – In this way, go back to the the classic Barcelona teams that play in a manner like Atlanta United wants to play in. Sometimes you have a game where you do everything right except score the goal, except score the goal. Sometimes you get the reverse. You don't do everything right, but you get the goal out of nothing, and it happens, and you take those two. This is what happens. But I like what we've seen now that you've had three games in a row, all unbeaten, by the way, with the same starting lineup. You were able to build some chemistry, You were able to build some continuity with a game in the midweek on short rest. You needed that in a big way. I think it helped Atlanta a ton today. Now you get two weeks. Now, a lot of guys have been called up to national teams. You are going to have to deal with that. Tiago Almada will be going to Argentina. Joseph Martinez, Ronald Hernandez going to the Venezuelan national team. At least Almada's games are both domestically, one in Miami and one in New York. But you've got to now regroup. You can sit down as a coaching staff and look at what you got out of these three games, which you're happy about, but is there a little bit more you can unlock? Is there a little bit more you can find going into the final two games of the season that are going to define the season for Atlanta?
1: So here we sit, 40 points for Atlanta United. If they get to 46, they're going to have a a proper chance to make the postseason to get to 46. They have to win their last two. I think they're going to be favored in both of them, to be honest. And they uh, have now – Earned points in seven of their last nine matches. A scoreless draw today against the supporter Shield leading Philadelphia Union. We'll have the highlights coming up after this on the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. That
1: should be it. That is it. Full time. This is the full-time report.
0: On Sports Radio 929 The Game.
1: Back live at the Benz. I almost feel like playing Philadelphia music, but uh it technically by rule we cannot because no. this. This ended up as a scoreless draw, but I I think on balance, and it it would be really, really hard to objectively argue to the contrary, Atlanta United today clearly outplaying the team that is likely going to win the Supporters' Shield, the team that, as Jason correctly told you, by far the best defending team in Major League Soccer this year. Up to
4: this point, they're the best defensive team in the history of Major League Soccer in goals through this period of time, and they got a clean sheet today. So they're still going to be the going, having that mark going into the last two games.
1: And a team that had scored 23 goals over a five-match winning streak coming into today. And one more thing that I think gets forgotten, too. Atlanta United played on the midweek. Philadelphia did not. Yep. So and Atlanta looked fresher
4: in the second 45. They
1: absolutely did. Uh, but it is a scoreless draw. Uh I'm proud of the way they played. I wish they would have gotten three because they deserved it, but I'm certainly proud of the way they played, and I hope you are as well listening to us. Usually during a home game full-time report, you will hear Gonzalo Pineda's post-game press conference. We're a little bit limited down here in the suite on what we can bring in from an audio feed, so uh, we were unable to bring it to you live. But, Jason, you have a recap? I do have
4: a recap from uh, our, our intrepid reporter, John Nelson, who was over there hearing the remarks from Gonzalo Pineda. Um, He said it's one of the better matches the team has played this year uh, in the overall. Others were played just as well. He just didn't get the results in this one. Um, Continuity with the lineup helps with that. Everyone getting healthy at this this part of the schedule definitely helps with that. Um, Question about how you keep the momentum going, going into a break with this international break right now. He's going to give the guys a couple of days rest to regroup, get healthy. They all know what's in front of them in these final two matches that, Everything's down to it. I mean, you know, can you get in with four points? Maybe, possibly, if you get lucky. Um, You're probably going to need six. And if you get six and you don't get in, that would be a pretty big surprise when you look at the history of MLS and you look at the number of points needed in this format. 46 very, very often gets you into the postseason.
1: And if it doesn't, and you end the season having won four of your last five and the fifth was a draw to Philadelphia, you almost have to kind of just say, all right, tip your cap. We, we lost out on some chances yeah. earlier, but, boy, you played your best soccer uh, as the season came to an end. But still, let's see what happens. Long way to go. And, again, the relevant teams in this mix are Orlando, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Miami. Atlanta United right now is eighth in the East. Miami will play D.C. tomorrow. You have to think they're going to get at least a result out of that. D.C. has well, horrible this well, year, although that is at D.C. It is
4: at D.C. Miami's never won against D.C., period, in their history. Four games, three losses, one draw. And Miami on the road in their last 12, 1-8-3. Interesting.
1: Uh, are, are you still texting with John Nelson, by the way? Uh,
4: that is his entire report.
1: Okay. Uh, do me a favor, if you can, text him the Penn State Auburn score. Thank you. Uh, no. Uh, no, no,
4: no, no, no. <laughs> I did not text Chris Winkler the Georgia-South Carolina score. No, no he's very no, no. unhappy we're, we're, up in the press box.
1: Uh, I'm happy here. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> I'm pretty but, uh, happy. Let's get to the highlights of today's match. Uh, hard not to be happy in this uh, maybach Terrace sweep. My goodness, what a day this has been. Uh, we'll talk more about it a little bit later. It really came down to four big scoring opportunities for Atlanta United, two in each half, and the two in the first half came in very quick succession, uh, only 61 seconds apart. As a matter of fact, in the 18th minute, uh, it was a corner kick for Atlanta United, really their best corner of the day, because this one produced the best opportunity for Air Force One. Out of the far corner, Lennon sends it into the penalty spot, Perata hits it over the crossbar. They went for Air Force One and they got him, but he put it over the crossbar.
4: One that we've seen him bury so many times, just wasn't quite able to get over that and head it down.
1: The hot play of the match brought to you by ScanA, came a minute later. It was a crack by Tiago Amada from 30 yards out that just missed the target. Atlanta United now trying to start forward from right to left with Sosa. Sosa bouncing it to the far touch line. Here is Hernandez coming up to the halfway line, stopping 10 yards behind, giving it to Sadich. Rolled ahead to Dwyer, back to Sadich. A good ball by Dwyer. Sadich then down the middle, Almada. Almada coming straight down the central channel, into the attacking third. Almada shot wide of the far post. Out for goal kick. Almada from 30 yards away almost open the goal scoring.
4: Philly does a good job with that Diamond midfield of limiting the space centrally. That's where Tiago Almada has just thrived over these past few games. This one, he wasn't able to get many of those opportunities. That was one that he nearly put on goal.
1: Scoreless at halftime, and then two big chances in the second half. In the 76th minute, It was a shot from just outside the 18 by Amar Sadic that hit the post. You're not going to hear the highlight of that because I accidentally called it a goal for a moment. But you are going to hear the replay of this big save by Andre Blake in stoppage time on Joseph Martinez. Atlanta moving from left to right. Square ball, Mascara making a run down the left wing. Mascara stumbling over the ball, then trips over the ball. No foul. Mascara gets back up, though, and gives it to Hosettu. Rolled to the right now, Almada. 30 yards from goal. He'll play it into the near corner. Here's Lennon. With a cross. Joseph header, Safe off the line by Blake again! Out for a corner. What a save, Andre Blake!
4: Talked about Perrata and the opportunity he had. We've seen him bury so many times. Same thing on the play that Joseph has. He's not able to get it into either of the corners. It's not right at Blake, but it's comfortable for Blake to be able to deal with. He has to go back and keep it in front of him. It's a little chaotic, but that's a save that, as a goalkeeper, you like. If he's able to get that positioned into one of the corners, especially to the far side, which we've seen him score that goal so many times, I don't think Blake's keeping it out, but he put it in a spot where Blake could keep it out.
1: And in that ensuing netmouth scramble, Jacob Glessness then dove in and tried to clear it and actually put it off the post, and then it trickled out. Uh, really good chance at the end, and it- You know, Joseph seems to find a way, even when he's really having trouble moving around, he still finds a way to get into a dangerous spot and give Atlanta United a chance as he almost gave them uh, the game-winning goal today. For over 20 years, Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. Can we give a shout for a moment to Alan Franco, please? Yes, we can. Uh, I mean, we've talked a lot about... The job that Atlanta United did today, holding Philadelphia to only one shot in the second half and no shots on target. I feel like we've mentioned Parata and his role in that. Sosa continues to be outstanding. Alan Franco has not taken a step wrong in the last three games, I feel.
4: No. uh, I think he had one incomplete pass today, 96.4% on his
1: passing. Carlos Spokinagra is (laughs) here. Carlos, if you want, I'll give you the microphone. Do you have anything to say or – yeah, stay away. Yeah, we did stay away from the bar. Yeah. Yeah. After,
4: yeah. After <laughs> the game, and hey, if that last goal goes in, I would have made no guarantees.
1: <laughs> right, right. Carlos says he'd be there with us. Carlos uh, thumbs up on the performance today. You have to be happy.
4: Overall best 90-minute performance.
1: Carlos says, yeah. I i agree i agree all right carlos we'll see you in boston good <laughs> to see you. <laughs> <laughs> carlos bocanegra uh this is something we watch from the booth a lot and we're, <laughs> yeah. we're so far away but they allow the uh the children and the guests of uh atlantic united players front office staffers uh uh everyone really associated with the club like i see brad guzan out there right now he's having a chat with matt moore Um, this is one of the fun things that from the booth we don't really get to to see up close. But a lot of kids having fun here on the pitch. And I think the next event in the stadium is actually going to be a Falcons game. So they're going to tear down the soccer setup now and set up for football. Where was I going with this? Alan Franco.
4: Yes. Yes. Alan Franco. Uh, Brilliant. I mean, I think 52 of 53 on his passing. Two interceptions. But it felt like he was always in the right spot. Uh, step forward when he needed to, and look. This isn't the first time in his recent performances that Alan Franco's had a big game. We go back. Really, the last game at Philly was was maybe the last time that he had kind of a rough performance. I, you know, the last four, he's been outstanding. In yeah. Portland, he was outstanding. Yeah. And in the the th- last three that you're unbeaten, he's been one of the best players. He had an assist against Toronto, but Alan Franco, I, I feel like one. I've always felt like he had the potential for more. And for a while there, it seemed like every game there'd be one big mistake and that big mistake would get punished. Mm-hmm. Then it felt like it started to turn to where, okay, it'd be every other game where there was a big mistake. Right now, he's not really making any mistakes.
1: And one other stat that I think is significant, and it might have a little bit to do with Cadinho, and I think he deserves credit with the second clean sheet today, even though we didn't have to make a save. Atlanta United's only allowed one goal in open play in the last four matches.
4: Yeah, I mean, we talked about this a little bit after that game in Philly, and it was the next game in Portland is where you saw the change at goalkeeper. And frankly, I feel like there's been uh, some completely incorrect reporting on that whole situation. And a lot of, uh, in in my opinion, things were being said about Rocco Rios Novo needs to play in goal. He, He just came back a couple days ago. He needs to play. He hasn't played since he was here last. He needs to play. Well, then he got to play. Then some of the same people were frustrated that he was playing, and it should have been Goudinho played. I thought Gonzalo Pineda explained it perfectly clearly. Raul Goudinho came in after not having started a game since March, not having played since May, had been in an off season, wasn't training, and he came to Atlanta United, and he had to get into shape. He had to get into a rhythm. He had to get to know the guys he's going to be playing with. That doesn't happen overnight. Rocco was able to bridge that gap. And then, you know, Bobby Shuttleworth retired, so Rocco had to bridge that gap really fast. Rocco was here last year. He knew the majority of these guys. Goudinho didn't really know anybody. He hadn't played with anybody in this group. So he had to build up some of that. And Rocco was performing well. And Rocco wasn't making big mistakes. However, and we had this conversation after the Philadelphia game. Rocco did make a big mistake in that game. I think at times the conversation about a goalkeeper is they give up a goal, they made a horrible mistake, they need to go sit on the bench. No, that's not how it works. It has to get through everybody else to get to the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper is not Superman with a cape back there. So in that Philadelphia game, the third goal, in a game where Atlanta played really well against the Union, bounced back after conceding a goal, I don't, the first goal. It's a little iffy on Rocco's blame or or whatever. Does he see it late? Does he get a touch? Does he react late? Whatever. The third goal where he comes for a ball that he doesn't need to, he makes a huge mistake, and they concede a goal, and that killed the game. That's the kind of mistake that kind of forces a change because you saw then the trust kind of go away. Goudinho has built up trust with the back line. It's helped Alan Franco. It's helped Parata, who's had a couple shaky games at times defensively. Not lately. He's been very good. It helps everybody feel more secure when you build up that trust. I think with Rocco's big mistake,
1: you lost that trust. You had to make the change. And Goudinho's made the most of it. He's been very good. It's also a good segue to remind you that for every Atlanta United clean sheet this season, Atlanta United donates $2,000 to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta with today's clean sheet. That's another $2,000 donation So this year's donation total currently stands at $12,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. Back-to-back clean sheets for Raul Goodby.
4: It's this thing where I think some quarterbacks get stuck in this. Goalkeepers get this. I think closers get this in baseball where they're they're believed to be that player that can make everything work well. And if anything goes wrong in terms of a a result, it's blame that guy. And it's not fair to the job that goalkeepers have to do. I think I feel like there's been some very unfair treatment of what Rocco Rios Novo
1: did for this team when you didn't have a goalkeeper. That's absolutely right. And, <laughs> and look, if Atlanta United makes the postseason, Rocco Rios Novo is a big reason why they got there. Yes. And you think of some of the results that he helped Atlanta United earn in that that kind of transition time, the work that he did in Cincinnati and in Columbus and in the, the win against Seattle, which could turn out to be a very, very ma- – I mean, yeah. how big do those two earned points by Andrew Gutman's Golasso? how big do, do those points look now? Uh, Atlanta United's probably out of it if they don't get – or very close to being out of it if they don't get those two points. So, Goalkeeper
4: is a tough spot. It, it really is. It's, it's a tough job that, you know, you're always going to get blamed and I don't think you ever get enough credit for what you do right now. It's fallen Raul Goudinho's way. He got the opportunity. The door opened. It was a spot where I felt like you had to make that move based off the level of mistake that was made in Philadelphia and look at what you've gotten since. You know, two penalties in Portland, whatever. You're not going to blame Gudino on that. And two clean sheets since.
1: All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with your questions and comments on Twitter. You can send them in to us at myconti929 and at longshoe. And we'll have more of the full-time report in a moment. Atlanta United and Philadelphia Union play to a scoreless draw this afternoon on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: Back, 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 to the full-time report. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports
1: Radio 92.9 The Game. Scoreless draw this afternoon between Atlanta United and the league-leading Philadelphia Union. Carlos Bocanegra, Atlanta United's technical director, came over to the rail and called it maybe the best 90-minute performance Atlanta United has had this year. Statistically, they absolutely dominated. A little bit unlucky to not put one by Andre Blake this afternoon. But it's a point against the league leaders that keeps Atlanta United in the hunt going into the month of October for a postseason berth, which leads us to some of the questions and comments we're getting on Twitter. And we'll start with Sharif Solomon, who asks With the draw today, what could the permutation say about our chances to still make the playoffs? For what it's worth, Nate Silvers, 538, <laughs> um, which has been accurate less times than more. Uh, and you can probably apply that to more than just sports. Uh, assigns Atlanta United a 14% probability right now. Now, understand something about the way 538 does it. They are predicting the outcome of every match for every team all the way through the season and the probability based on those outcomes. So it's 14% right now after the draw today, but let's say Columbus loses to Portland tomorrow. Let's say Miami loses to D.C. tomorrow. Let's say Cincinnati loses to RSL tonight. Well, 14% could go up to, like, 40% very, very quickly.
4: Yeah, I think what you're looking for if you're Atlanta United as your scoreboard watching the rest of the night, you'd love Toronto to beat Orlando. Um, Orlando at home is, is vulnerable. They Flat out, they are. Toronto has to get something. I think they have to get a win out of this to stay alive. So they are in elimination mode. Can Toronto get it done? Lorenzo Insigne is back in the team. Yeah, they can get it done. Jonathan Osorio is back in the team as well. You want RSL to beat Cincinnati. What what potentially hurts you, and Columbus comes into this as well, Columbus is the king of the draw. Cincinnati's the king of the draw. Points for them are okay for them. They hurt us. You want them to lose games, not just not get a win, but you want them to lose games and not pick up any points. When I picked the the games out ahead of the trip to Philadelphia, when I picked the rest of the season out, I felt like it would come down to decision day for up to five spots. And Atlanta United needed to be, frankly, where they are right now to be in the mix. Now, that also means they have to go to New England and win, and they have to win at home on decision day against NYC. There's no more margin for error for Atlanta United. If you get in without winning your last two – then everything fell your way. You could win your last two and still not get in, but that's the only way you're going to have this opportunity. You got to you got to finish out perfect.
1: Uh, I did get a question on Twitter. When was the last time the Union were held to without a shot on target? This is a, I'm still looking because it's more than a year. Uh, yeah. it, it had not happened at all this year. Uh, so uh, again, I think this kind of speaks to the smothering defending performance by Atlanta United today. They handled
4: those transition moments really well. They didn't fold in any of those moments and didn't give Philadelphia any opportunities.
1: Uh, Nick, got to think if we play like that for a whole season with some improvements, that we will be just fine long-term. You can see exactly what Pineda wants, and now that he's getting it, I feel a lot better.
4: I feel like I've been shouting that for a long time about what Pineda wants. I I feel like we've talked about what he wants, and I feel like we've seen a lot of what he wants this season. Was this the best 90-minute performance? Yeah, when you talk about the level of competition as well, but it's not like you haven't had good performances this season. They have had the better of the play. They've had the XG advantage, expected goals advantage, in the majority of their games. That gives you, a, a, I think, a glimpse of how good Atlanta United has been in 2022. Are the results matching the performances all year long? No, they're not. Is there, Are there reasons for that? Yeah, big one is you mentioned Brad Kazan on the field after the game. It'd be nice if he was in goal. Miles Robinson, it'd be nice if he was on the back line. If you hadn't had those injuries, Osvaldo Alonso, Santiago Sosa had a long recovery from offseason surgery that was unexpected. All of those things have affected it and I know the talk about injuries burns everybody out nobody wants to hear it anymore but when you talk about where Atlanta is that's why when you talk about the way they've wanted to play and the vision and frankly there's been some crazy talk out there about not having an identity and not having a game model and all those things it's been clear from day one of preseason Yep. We've talked about it. You want the ball. You want to create opportunities. You want to be dynamic. You want to create overloads in areas. It's positional play. You want to create numerical advantages in dangerous parts of the field in the attack. And you want to have numerical advantages defensively to win the ball back. It's very simple when you break it down to that. And I feel like when you have consistency in the lineup, you see that happen, and Atlanta United finally was able to do it at the end of the season.
1: For all the Auburn fans who have changed the channel to the full-time report, welcome. Uh, Scoreless draw here, Atlanta United in Philadelphia today. Feeling savage. You Auburn fans have certainly not held Penn State scoreless today, that is for sure. That game's still going uh, in the fourth quarter. I know Domer might be listening to us right now. Domer, uh, I'm not going to rub it in too much. Didn't you just rub it in? Well, look, I I think Domer – (laughs) <laughs> no, knowing Domer and a lot of Auburn fans, they're probably looking at this as an opportunity to maybe reset things with with their coaching staff, big picture. Uh, but anyhow, I want to <laughs> welcome those of you who may have flipped from the Auburn game over to us. It is very rare when Penn State fans such as I can – have an opportunity to trash talk in the SEC. So we're going to take advantage of that's, this that's fine. for the moment. That's fine. And look, for all the Georgia fans out there. They just you, woke up yeah, after a, a fun <laughs> and, early and
4: afternoon. You're
1: loving this too because Georgia and Auburn are, are rivals. So, <sighs> uh, Michael Valverde says close to a flawless performance on both ends of the pitch. Got to say, Blake was the difference yet again. I think we agree with yep, that. he was. And he also says the work rate of Gutman really stands out. And, you know lost in the mix of all the positives we've been talking about over the last 48 hours or 48 minutes Andrew Goodman had another terrific match today he just doesn't stop working
4: he just does not stop working and, and you know we talked about just a minute ago about vi- vision and identity and how you want the team to play and all those things a couple things that have evolved as this year's gone on that are hard to quantify and it's personality andrew goodman when he's on the field He's a very different personality than Caleb Wiley. It's to be expected. He's just—he's—he's he's older. He's a veteran. He's more of a leader. I think he's becoming more of a leader, getting more vocal. But he transmits. You watch him play, it looks like he is giving every ounce of energy that he has on the field. He works so hard, and it looks like he's working hard. I think Parata brings you that personality, Sosa, brings you personality when he's in that holding midfield. There are guys like Luis Araujo who works extremely hard, but at times on the ball, it looks so easy for him. You know, it's effortless, it appears. Thiago Almada can nutmeg two people before he even knew what he did. He doesn't get credit for working hard. Guys like Gutman and Parata, you have to have that at times, especially late in a game like this, where it looks like they're working hard. You see that, that that personality of the team starts to emerge where everybody else lifts their game. And that was the number one element here against Philadelphia, who normally wears you out. It was Atlanta United as the night went on who looked like the more likely team to win the game.
1: Uh, One more from Russell Jenkins. He says, this draw feels like gaining a stroke on the field. Maybe only one point, but it's a point that a lot of teams don't get against Philadelphia this year, and certainly in the last month, that is true. It's true. I hope
4: it's enough. And now, look, you know, you have no margin for error. You need to go and beat New England, which they can, and you need to beat NYC here on the last day, which they can. But you've got to win both of your last two matches. This point, Gives you enough to where if you get to 46, I thought you'd get in. We don't know yet. We don't know how the other results are going to go. I thought 46 was the magic number. They win their last two, they're on 46, and I think they've given themselves every opportunity to be a playoff team.
1: We'll come back with some final thoughts on today and look ahead not only to the international break, but also uh, now a critical match two weeks from today in Foxborough against New England Revolution as we wrap up the full-time report. After this, Atlanta United and Philadelphia Union played to a scoreless draw today. On Sports Radio
3: 929, the game. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame.
0: Two more rings, two more.
3: You deserve this ice cold reward. the remarkable.
0: Back with more full time
1: report on Sports Radio 929, The Game. All right, wrapping up with a full time report here on Sports Radio 929, The Game. What what a fun afternoon this has been uh, here at the Mercedes Bayback Terrace. Scoreless draw, Penn State. At, yeah, Penn State. Penn State is not scoreless. <laughs> they
4: are not scoreless.
1: talking to Matt more about Penn State for the last five minutes. Uh, scoreless draw, Atlanta United and Philadelphia Union. This afternoon, just one more time about our experience today. Um, you know, it, just being down here in the Maybach Terrace suite. Look, Jason and I are not being compensated to say this. We got a very special opportunity to be down here and call the match from Pittside today. The fact that you can rent one of these suites out and have the all-you-can-eat food and soft drinks and waters and everything like that, and the cost starting at 350 dollars per person, depending on how many people you split the suite with, I think you could spend $350 in the food alone, let alone the vantage point. So it feels like a really, really good bargain. And uh, we just had an amazing time today. So thank you to Shamika and Zane and Samantha, our stewards here in the suite today. And thank you as well to everyone with the club who worked very hard to set this up. Heather uh Jason Kirksey, Matt Moore, Giorgio O'Donohue, I think we're going to do this once a year, maybe not from here, but maybe somewhere else in the stadium uh, because it really is a different vantage point being able to watch the match uh, among fans. And uh, it was a loud atmosphere here today, very invested atmosphere. You really do feel like that feeling is coming back, that feeling of positivity. And I, I think, again, not a win but a really, really good step forward with a solid 90-minute performance today, which takes Atlanta United into a two-week international break now. They won't play again until two weeks from today at New England. Tiago Almada goes to play in some friendlies with Argentina. Ronald Hernandez, Joseph Martinez, they'll play in some friendlies with Venezuela. Caleb Wiley goes to a cup competition down in Mexico with the USA U-20s. Almada's going to be the big headline because he's going to play with Messi. I don't know if he'll actually get into the friendlies or not, but... Uh, what an accomplishment for Almada to play his way into that selection by Scaloni really over the last couple of weeks. And I think it just enhances the argument that Tiago Almada right now is one of the best players in this league.
4: Tiago Almada is brilliant. And he was very good today against a very good defensive team in Philadelphia. A matchup that's tough for him because the midfield gets really crowded. He still found pockets of space. He did the job defensively. And all of his performances over the last, what, eight games or so have turned everybody's heads internationally. I hope that attention catches up in this country where it's been a little slow at times on, I think, recognizing his level. In Argentina, he is seen as one of the next crown jewels of Argentine talent and We're incredibly lucky to get to see him up close on a regular basis here in an Atlanta United shirt. And he has absolutely played his way into that Argentine national team and that opportunity. Will he get into the World Cup squad? A 26-man roster probably helps that. He might be number 25 or 26 on that roster. But I think Lionel Scaloni is going to give him an opportunity to show what he can do with his, his Argentine teammates against Honduras and against Jamaica in Miami on Friday, and then in New York next week.
1: I would imagine everyone else will probably get a couple days off at least. Probably end of this coming week, you'll get back into Marietta and start to get to work. And look, New England, their recent form I think is very telling. They have not been very fearsome at home this year. I think it's a winnable match two weeks from today up in Foxborough for Atlanta United. And and look, if they win it, we know they're going to have a pulse on decision day. Will they have a good chance? Remains to be seen on what happens elsewhere around the league. But if you win two weeks from Saturday, you'll uh, you'll do something that you've done every year in the history of this club, and that is at least have a chance on decision day to make the postseason.
4: New England has lost four of their last six. They lost to Houston on Tuesday. They're hosting Montreal tonight. Um, you know you have to worry about Carlos Heel. You know you have to worry about Gustavo Bo. And really, one of the the underrated stories with New England, because the results haven't been great, is they've replaced Matt Turner pretty well with Georgie Petrovich, who has kept them in games at times where the Revs have really struggled. So they're going to go down fighting. Any Bruce Arena team is. But this is a game for Atlanta on the road that is absolutely winnable. And then you come back here on decision day and have an opportunity to play your way in.
1: Also, during the two weeks off, I know a lot of Atlanta United's players are going to participate in a fundraiser for Children's Health Care of Atlanta here at the stadium. So, won't be a total vacation time for uh, the Atlanta United team, but they're going to get some much needed rest. It's been a very intense week, and they got seven of nine possible points out of the week against two playoff teams and a Toronto team that was playing to keep themselves alive. That, in my judgment, is a good week. Will it be enough? We'll see. Two weeks from today, we'll be on the air 1230 on October 1st, that Saturday. Actually, one o'clock. Excuse me. They moved the kickoff time. We'll be on the air one o'clock on Saturday, October 1st from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. 1:30 the kickoff for Atlanta United and New England Revolution. The final road match of the 2022 regular season for Atlanta United. That'll do it for today for our engineer, Dylan Matthews. And for Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti Once again, Atlanta United...